0: Friend and Foe Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to the Actual Play podcast of Borderlands Bunkers and Badasses. I'm the Bunker Master, Riley Stock. I control the world and everything within, except for a few characters. Kimberly plays Phalion, the Siren Infuser, a class that I built. Kyle Mackert plays Mercurius, the mech pilot, another class I built based on the Borderlands 3 gunner character. Matt Laraway plays Goodboy, the psycho, and Phil McNeil as Tarquin Britstone, the mech Now, welcome to Friend and Foe, Adventure Co., are still in amir's armaments if you're willing i've got more work that needs done and i can always keep an ear out for any news on the wizard's wand for you
1: i mean
2: yeah i'm in
3: yeah i'd be up for that It'll keep me in steady income but yeah as yeah. soon as i find out where that wand is i'm off
2: fair enough The Don of
0: the Mafia, Mr. Key, has it in his head that he should be running this town. We used to have a good working relationship. I sell them weapons and they pay me gold. He started getting greedy and power hungry and tried negotiating. He offered me a leadership role when he takes over the city. My motto? Don't shit where you eat unless the price is right. Leadership isn't valuable. It's a debt. He stopped paying and must have figured he could just take from me. I need him to know he can't. Show him that gold is more precious than the egotistical idea of power. He has a couple of operations throughout the city. Taking some of those down should send a message. A business partner of mine runs a saloon down the street. It's an information gold mine. Visit them and see what leads they might have.
3: You say Nettie was working for this Mr. Key dude?
0: Oh, Nettie is his right hand man. Er, Nettie is his right hand gal. There's no sexism here in the, in Elaspis.
2: Right hand man, gender neutral.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right hand them. (laughs) Right hand
2: them. I like that.
3: Um, Before we go, you've uh, got a lot of cool weapons here. Do you fancy kitting us up so we'll be more effective at doing your dirty work for us, for you?
0: They were in such a hurry downstairs that they only took the cheap stuff. So I will give each of you a random gun as well as a grenade mod. I heard one of you wanting to use a grenade and I, you know, it breaks my heart that, that you weren't able to.
3: I was just stuck in the glory days, mate. That's me. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we are going to do a little gun generation here. This is pretty much going to be a little edit point while we roll. But for listeners, this... Bunkers and Badasses game has an awesome gun generation system where you just get to roll a few dice and you come up with a random gun, magic. So when we come back, everyone will just have a new gun and we'll everybody will tell what the gun is. Everybody got their guns, their random guns from Amir? Let's hear what you got. I'll just ask everybody in
3: order. Tarquin. Uh, so I've got a Stoker rocket launcher, which I'm going to call Claudette. Nice. (laughs) Tarquin has
0: a habit of naming his guns, and I like that.
1: I got a Hyperia sniper that has no name.
0: Guns are just tools for you. You wouldn't name your wrench.
3: I turn to my wrench and say, don't listen, Colin.
2: (laughs) 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 I got myself a Dahlia shotgun.
4: Uh, I got a Malefactor
0: shotgun. You guys got some good loot. You're welcome. Hopefully it serves me well.
2: Oh, yes. Thanks.
0: And now here's a couple of grenades, too. So (laughs) we're going to do the same thing, but this will be a lot faster. Uh, I'll just read out what everybody got real quick. So Tarquin, you got a Torg splash grenade. Phaleon, you got a Torg Splash Grenade. Mercurius, you got a Malefactor Elemental Grenade with Shock. A Shocking Grenade. And Psycho, you got a Dahlia Generator. And that'll be the easy podcast. We've been recording for how long? 40 minutes and we probably have like 10 (laughs) minutes of stuff on here. (laughs) Whoops. Not bad. Amir hands you all your grenades you're full on your grenades randy's brew in is just down the street and they can help you out and when you finish i'll give you each 100
3: gold before we go i've got a question for you mr amir yes anything we need to know about this randy's uh brew in any any trouble that could be waiting for us
0: it's a friendly establishment They've got pretty strict rules, and and everybody abides by them because everyone wants to be able to keep coming to the the saloon.
3: Okay, thanks.
0: All right, you all head down the street, and you see a big building. There's these hollowed-out tubes with fairies flying through them, kind of dancing, and it's essentially making some neon lights, right? (laughs) And the sign says, Randy's Brew Inn which is like brew in because it's a it's a it's a bar and an inn uh, like a hotel get it get it all right (laughs) as you go through the saloon's double swinging doors you see a lovely scene crowded tables scattered throughout the large room people drinking singing and talking more loudly than they likely realize at the center of the room is a large empty round stage with a bar circling it Patrons on the outside waiting to order drinks from the inner ring bartenders. It's a pretty lively scene. It's,
2: it's, there's quite a few people here. Well, I thought I was going to get a drink, but I don't want to wait in line.
4: When I hear that, I just start pushing people aside to get to the front of the line.
2: Oh, my <laughs> man. All right. Good boy. Yeah. And <laughs> start yelling like,
4: we want a drink.
2: Yeah.
0: This man wants a drink.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll buy it. I'll buy a drink. How much does it cost? What is the, the Yeah, where's the bartender?
0: Uh, one of the bartenders shows up. It's an automaton, just a, a nice little robot working for the man. I love a good robot. Ten gold per potion.
2: Okay, one for me. Let's drink.
0: Okay, roll a d10. Seven. A gamaretto. It gives you plus three on badass move rolls for the rest of the encounter. Ooh.
3: Well, I'll definitely have a drink.
0: Tarquin's never one to shy away from a drink. (laughs) No. Go ahead and roll a d10. Oh,
3: wait, no, last week didn't I say I was going to sober up? Oh, whatever, we're celebrating.
2: Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta live a little. Or a lot, in Tarquin's case. Tomorrow. Tomorrow (laughs) I'll
3: sober up. (laughs) I'm already drunk now. (laughs) Uh, Surprise, surprise. I got a one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily, these ones aren't necessarily dependent on that. So you got a, hey, sugar. Nice. Which gets you plus two on talk checks for one hour.
1: Ah. I'll buy a drink.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Roll the four.
0: Kill you, eh? So that one gives you a damage mod of plus two on ranged attacks for the rest of the encounter. Okay. Psycho, are you going to buy a drink? Uh,
4: He takes one from one of the other customers, though. I'll still pay for it, but... (laughs) 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 He just grabs one from one of the other people at the bar.
0: Okay. The customer looks at you... And sees that you're this big hulking psycho. Roll an intimidation check.
4: Oh dang it! <laughs> it's a three.
0: <laughs> nice. The guy's too drunk to care that you're a big hulking psycho. It says what? What
4: the hell are you grabbing this my drink for? I don't know. I don't know what to do here without starting a fight. <laughs> I think he, you know what? I, I don't care. I don't care if I start a fight. I think he's just going to say like, oh, it's mine now.
0: No, that's my drink. I It's half gone. I I think
4: that I definitely still paid for it. So I like point to the the gold on the counter and be like, no, I already paid.
0: <laughs> the bartender takes that gold and then pours a new drink for that guy. Okay. Because he already paid for that drink, right? Yeah, yeah. And he says, okay, well, thanks, friend. Uh, it was a weird way to buy me a drink. <laughs> uh, okay, so roll a d10. Let's see what half of a drink you got. It's <laughs> uh, a nine. Dragnack. Add a crit to your ranged attacks for the encounter.
3: To ranged attacks?
0: Rangid. Yep. Rangid attacks.
3: Just a quick question. Do we have to drink these in the pub or can we take them with us and drink them whenever?
0: Uh, yeah, you can drink them whenever. Cool. The bartender gives you a little sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> your to go orders. <laughs> no, everybody's got, I think you all have like, you know, flasks. So you pour the drinks into your flasks for later. Nice. All right. The bartender takes all of your gold. You all got your drinks. It poured its the drinks from one of its fingers. It has ten <laughs> fingers. That's why you roll d tens, dude. Cool robot. <laughs> cool robot. And then it goes on and keeps serving other other patrons. Okay. Do you
2: guys remember who we were
0: looking for?
3: I thought we were looking for information. Were we? Oh, wasn't there? There wasn't anybody specific.
2: Randy randy okay
3: and i'll tell you now
2: just
0: so you don't develop a habit randy is a is gender neutral there so they identify yes. as
2: they them yeah all right let's go find them um can, should we ask the bartender or some of the patrons
3: well this this place is called randy's brew in right so they're presumably the manager so let's throw a karen and demand to speak to the manager <laughs> <laughs> very good yes <laughs> Let's hear it. What? <laughs> Who are you demanding to and how are you doing it? All right, I'm going to look at the Android bartender thing and be like, Oi, Tinny, I want to speak to the manager now.
0: Randy will be out shortly. Thanks. While you're waiting, you guys could be drinking other... We'll just say that you guys have, like, random alcohols random alcohols that don't give you any special bonuses, Uh, and the four of you can chat and get to know each other while you wait.
2: All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not much of a conversationalist. This is
3: great. (laughs) Uh, so, So I'm curious, how did you get such a cool mech?
2: Oh geez, it's a, its just a hobby uh, a hobby mech, you know. Worked on it over the years. Money from my lawyering job.
3: Sometimes but I yeah. wish my Gladys could be a big badass like that, but she—she <laughs> she is what she is.
2: Oh yeah, I mean robots are great, all shapes and sizes—big ones, small ones. Speaking of small ones, what's the deal with the uh, the pigeon? What's that about? So where'd you where'd you find it? Uh yeah. <laughs>
1: where did I find pigeon pigeon just started following me one day. And so I kept it.
3: All yeah. right. Dope. Would he, would he like a sip of my drink?
1: Of course.
3: <laughs> I'm going to pour some into a little saucer for pigeon.
1: <laughs> he goes at it.
3: <laughs> so good boy. What, uh, <laughs> what spells are you looking forward to learning? Uh, killing. <laughs> killing spell. Nice. Uh, Death,
4: death spell and a flashlight spell because that's always useful. Cool. Those are my top three.
2: Very utilitarian. now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite spell is gun.
4: Gun spell also good. also good. I'll add that to the list.
2: So what's this? What's all this stuff about a wizard's wand? You want to tell us uh, any of that? I know we well we've heard the story last last episode, but.
3: I strike a pose. The music starts. (laughs) Guys, I used to have it all. (laughs) No, um, me and my previous gang, uh, we ended up doing this quest for Amir's friend, Marcus, to retrieve this powerful mythical weapon. Uh, It was really, really tough. Fought some skeletons, fought some total NPC douche, Um, (laughs) but we got it. And that's why I'm so bummed that we lost it because it was like the most powerful weapon I've ever seen. Right, and
2: it was your your friends backstabbed you over it, huh?
3: Well, I can't remember. I got too much too much drink. I don't remember oh. what happened. I just woke up and they were all gone. I can only presume that they robbed it off me while I was passed out.
4: I'm sure there's a good explanation.
3: I don't know <laughs> them at all. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, part of part of why I'm here is to try and track them down and just find out what happened.
2: All right. Well, we'll do that then. (laughs) Say, uh, uh, GM, you're pretty good at breaking the ice. Or BM, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, wait, we can't talk to him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, God. (laughs) Hey, God.
2: Thanks for making that a little less awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I liked the uncomfortable
0: because that's like totally that was a good round of kind of questions and chatting and like awkward, you don't really know each other, but you're, you're thrown into
2: this situation together. (laughs) Right.
3: (laughs) Why did you give up lawyering?
2: It was a, a freak courtroom accident. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, uh, kind of tragic. The, um, the judge was going to read the verdict and raised his gavel but when he went to slam it down the head came clean off and it was a critical hit it took my uh took my arm off below the elbow <laughs> and uh my defendant happened to be a, a little bit bloodthirsty so once he saw the carnage he just went ham and uh then I lost a couple of legs over it too so but uh, the the mech hobby you know I managed to build myself some replacements and had to quit lawyering because i can't can't stand looking at a courtroom anymore.
3: I think that was in the newspaper, actually, dude, you're famous. Oh,
2: <laughs> I must have missed that article that's uh, that's <laughs> fantastic.
1: Good boy, why do you want to know about magic?
4: Because there was uh, there was a letter that was delivered to my hideout, I guess you'd call it. One day that it magically appeared on the wind and uh, told me my true calling of being a
3: wizard. It wasn't your 11th birthday, was it? It was my 11th birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
4: How did you know that? Just a hunch. <laughs> Fun fact. do you know that hummingbirds... Can starve to death in three hours.
1: (laughs) I just start crying. (laughs) Oh, my God!
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: That is a fun fact. (laughs) Oh, dear somebody else want to ask a question (laughs) to try and distract her from from
3: the pain of knowing that she only has three hours to feed this thing i mean so on that note what's what's pigeon's favorite snack
1: well like all hummingbirds his favorite snack is nectar of course
3: oh sorry i should have known
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's a simple he likes simple things
3: but but also sweaters
1: But also sweaters, of course. gotta
0: keep warm. All right. As you guys are chatting and drinking, the lights dim and the room grows quiet. The stage lights up as fireflies begin to float around it. A puff of smoke flashes. And as it clears, a half-orc wearing a black button-up vest stands center stage. Patrons begin to cheer. They run a hand through their long, wavy red and black hair. As their hand emerges from their hair, they reveal three empty shot glasses in between their fingers. They clap their hands together, and three more shot glasses appear in the spaces between their fingers on their other hand. They hold their hands straight in front of them and begin to wave their fingers a little bit, making the shot glasses dance. As the shot glasses move up and down, they begin filling from the bottom of the glass up. The crowd goes wild. Suddenly, they clench their fists, making the filled shot glasses seemingly disappear into them without any of the liquid spilling anywhere. The room hushes. The half-orc hops from the stage down to the bar and begins walking around the circle. They stop in front of Faleon and puts their hand out and rubs their fingers together, indicating they'd like a little money, a little tip for the show.
1: I give them ten gold.
0: They take the gold into one hand, and then with the other clenched fist... They open it to reveal one shot glass and puts it down in front of you. They begin to walk around the circle taking gold. The crowd's going wild. They take gold and reveal another shot glass putting it down in front of them, just one at a time out of their em- or their seemingly infinite bag of holding in their hand, I guess. And until six shot glasses have been given out and the room starts to hush back to its normal amount of commotion, and the half-orc remains at the bar. Good I'm boy must nudge. be loving this display. Yeah, I was going to so, say, imagine. I'm going to
3: nudge the psycho and be like, look, good boy, magic!
4: <laughs> yeah, I I have just been, like, enthralled the whole time and just start, like, clapping <laughs> when they're down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Even as the room has gone back to, you know, just doing its thing, the magic show's over. You're still applauding enthusiastically.
4: Yeah, maybe like crying a little bit.
0: (laughs) The half-orc sees how enthused you are, walks over to you and reaches behind your ear and pulls out another shot and gives you a drink for free. (laughs) They're so happy that somebody's so amused by this. I haven't seen you around here before. What brings you in?
4: We are looking for uh, information. And I don't remember the rest. That magic was amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so overwhelmed right now. (laughs) They give you a smile and say, Thank you. And you're welcome for the great show. You know, I do this every day, every day at four and nine.
4: Uh, I'll be here every day.
0: They look around at the rest of you and say, oh, you look like some sort of adventuring party. I'm Randy. I run the joint. I haven't seen any of you here before. What
2: brings you in? Well, we were told to seek you out for some information regarding uh something. The drinks are going to my head. <laughs>
3: Amir, oi, pardon me, my good them. Amir sent us <laughs> to talk to you uh, for information on Mr. Key's nefarious plans uh, to to screw him out of his guns and that.
0: Ah, I see. Amir sent you. Amir and I have a bit of a partnership. Oh, yeah? So anything to help him out helps me out. And You might just be new recruits for, for a little... Side venture that the two of us have. This must be the tryout. I've got a couple of juicy details for you. As you know, Mister Key is the Don of the Mafia here, and he has been trying to grab power from the Council of Turds. Wait, why are you laughing?
3: <laughs> is that their is that their actual name?
0: <laughs> Do you not know about the Council of Turds here in GeoHold? Nay. No. Oh, okay. Well, let me give you a little bit of a history lesson. When Geohold was first founded, some very power hungry people were in charge and there was a revolution and people overthrew them. So in order to put a new established hierarchy in here, they decided to call themselves the Council of Turds so that the power couldn't go to their heads. You, there's no way, you know, they're called turdsellers instead of counselors because there's no way that you could just be a powerful person. When everyone's calling you turdseller, turdseller Joe, turdseller Jenny, nope. No one's going to take you seriously.
3: That makes a lot of sense.
0: Thank you. Hey, happy to educate. So... He is trying to take over the city, and it's not great, because the Council of Turds does a pretty okay job overall, thanks to them being kept in check by their name.
2: Um, Checks and balances, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Hold have, like, law enforcement or police force or something?
2: Yeah, there's,
0: some, there's local guys that are help enforce the law but who decides those laws is up to the to the turds. Are oh are you asking about like why th- why they aren't taking care of the mafia?
3: Well, yeah, I guess so if this um Mr. Key is trying to take control of the city, why aren't they stopping him?
0: Well, he's pretty rich. So a lot of them are under his under his payment. So if you want to hit him where it hurts, I've got a couple of places you could go. The Don has a mafia on the outskirts of town where they make clothes, but some of those clothes have drugs sewn into the hidden pockets, and they're sent throughout the city and to other cities, so that's a pretty good source of income. They also run a protection racket on quite a few of the local shops, offering protection, if, and if they don't pay, then suddenly the protectors are the offenders, so you could go and stop them from collecting that protection money. Put an end to that. There's an inside woman working against the Council of Turds. One of the turdsler's advisors works for the Don. So if you can get rid of that connection, that would get rid of his at least one inside uh, information that he's getting on the on the council. And then there's also a gambling den, and you could shut that
3: down however you want. In your opinion... How many of these uh, would it take to cripple the Don? Any one of these would be a pretty good hit to him. What do we owe you for this information?
0: Amir and I have this partnership. This is your tryout for us. This goes well. We'll be paying you to give you information like this.
3: Okay. What do we reckon, team? I mean, we could all go together and do one of them, or we could split up and try and... I'm just thinking multiple sort of attacks at the same time. He'll have to split right. his resources. Keep him uh, off balance. Yeah, and he won't know sort of what's coming. It's not a bad idea.
2: Should we go two and two or? or... I
4: so
2: don't let's know. Go one,
3: we let's go up. one and three just to be just to One be and three, indeed. just to be real difficult.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking there's four things to do and there's four of us. We could each go take on our own... Uh, thing that does sound risky though randy what would you advise i think that some
0: of these things one person could do and others might need two or three so if you both if you wanted to split the party here (laughs) then two and two might be a safe way to go i don't know that i'd send anyone on something alone though
3: yeah maybe maybe two and two then we should do who wants to team up I don't mind. It's like rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that's not. How, do you, how would you do this? Fight over who gets good boy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to babysit? <laughs> Maybe you guys decide
0: by who wants to do what.
3: I vote that I don't go anywhere near the Council of Teds because I would not be able to keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Faelion, did I did I hear you mention that you were um you've sort of ordered a sweater for Pigeon?
1: Yes, I'm waiting on that sweater from the tailor's shop.
3: Did the tailor mm. like give you a receipt or anything?
1: No, it was just his word that he was going to do it. Cuz maybe
3: you could use that as an in for the for the clothes factory somehow.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. I like that idea.
3: You could say like the tailor sent you, maybe, or so. I don't know. Like the that's like a potential way of getting inside, at least.
1: I'm down. I'm down to do that.
3: Oh, and wait, hang on. What well, we've got the factory, the turds, the gambling den, and a protection and racket. The protection racket. Do any none of us really have any other sort of connections with any of those?
2: I don't think so.
4: I was going to say maybe uh Mercurius could use his lawyer skills to shut down the i don't know either the gambling den or the protection racket yeah what what is uh is gambling even legal here go into the go to
2: the gambling den and maybe i should maybe I should go that route, yeah, yeah,
3: see, I was thinking the other way maybe with your mech you could just use you know you could try and get them to accept you into the protection racket and then sabotage it from inside. Hmm. Okay. But then also good boy, you could do, I mean, who wouldn't want a psycho running protection for them? Ooh, that's yeah. (laughs) Muscle for sure. Oh, well, okay. As we've got, if you would both be good for the protection racket, why don't me and Faleon go to the clothes factory? Because I've got my hay sugar drink that can help me with my persuasive talking Ah. and then, uh, Mercurius and Good Boy, go do the protection racket, and you can see whether they would rather have a mech or a psycho or both or whatever.
2: Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, sweet.
0: So Tarquin and Faleon are going to be heading to the factory on the outskirts of town, and Mercurius and Good Boy are doing the protection racket yep. for the gambling day. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the protection racket. Randy looks at you and gives you directions to the outskirts of the town, to the factory exactly where it is, and also a lead. They tell you that the tailor shop is a good starting place. That's that's about where there should be a collection happening there today.
2: Do they have any information on the protection racket? Anybody we should speak to? They're usually just thugs.
3: Okay, we'll go find some thugs before before we leave though guys if things go tits up or after we succeed let's say come back here yeah let's rendezvous back at Randy's yeah
2: Randy's Randy's rendezvous
0: Randy says oh you guys don't have stones you've got no stones some echo stones she, <laughs> uh, they pull out four square <laughs> stones with with symbols etched on them and they hand them to each of you. When you grab the stones, they light up and they say, now you're all connected and you can communicate with each other, no matter how far away you are, as well as me and Amir. Excellent. Thanks. But also, yeah, come back here, buy more drinks when you're done. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll take, do, we'll take. Of course.
0: So now you all will split up. And go to your things. Let's do the protection bracket is closer. So as you approach the tailor shop. Oh, actually, you know, what do you guys want to do? You're on that
2: row of shops. There's a row of shops on that street where the tailors is. Right. And uh, and Brandy told us to start at the tailor shop. Or was that the outskirts, uh, the drug operation for for Faleon and Tarquin? No, that was for you
0: guys. That was for so, us. Okay. Yeah. They were telling you that the row of shops is a good place, that that was actually where they were scheduled to do some,
2: some collections. Okay. Okay. I got it mixed up with the clothing angle. Um, we'll go this. To... I shouldn't have used the tailor. I just used <laughs> that as a. <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good callback. Keep me on my toes a little bit. So we, uh, we'll go there first. Is, is that, is that all right? Good boy.
4: Yeah. Sounds good to me. Can I, uh, can I just like start threatening people?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can. So are you going into the tailor shop?
4: Yeah, sure. Whatever shop is closest. I'm just going to go in and start threatening people to see if it actually is a protection racket. If they'll...
0: (laughs) Oh, I see. Like, your interpretation of it is that, is that it actually is a protection.
4: Yeah, yeah. So it's like, if I threaten somebody, maybe they'll come out to protect them, and we can, you know,
0: join. Okay, so you enter the tailor shop. The tailor sees you and welcomes you. Welcome in. I see you've got no shirt. Maybe I can get you a nice shirt here. <laughs>
4: Maybe I can just take one. Maybe I can just take everything here. And I start like throwing stuff around. Oh.
0: oh, my vault. No, no, please don't. What are you doing? This, my shop, my shop. All of this is custom made.
2: I'll this try, is expensive. I'll try and stop him and say, whoa, buddy, calm down. We're not, you, you, the, he, he will ask him for some information about the protection racket that's going on here. We don't need to actually threaten him.
4: Looks like there's somebody here that needs protecting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all right, buddy. We'll
0: <laughs> oh, I paid. I paid this week. What? Tell the Don I paid.
2: So you are paying for protection from the Don. Can you tell us anything more? Like, are there um, any of his goons come by to collect? When do they show up?
0: Today they should show up, but... I paid last week. I don't know. Are you guys not with the dawn?
2: Not exactly.
0: I I can't afford to, to pay two people for protection. Just take, you can take a shirt if you want, or just please don't destroy my shop.
2: Okay, we promise no more destroying the shop, right, good boy? Do you, now, do you, do you want one of these shirts? That's an awful generous thing. Uh, um, I don't know if that's really your aesthetic, though.
4: I'll think about it. Put this on hold for me. I'll be back.
0: (laughs) What's the shirt look like that you picked?
4: I think it's one of those, like, it's like a really gaudy tie-dye shirt that has, like, a picture of, like, a stag on it, like a majestic stag. beautiful.
2: That is very majestic, like a three wolf moon shirt, but it skags.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. They look at it and they said, "Oh, this is a fine one. I'm very proud of this one. I'll, I'll put it in the back, and you know, I, I it just please don't destroy anything."
2: Yeah, sorry, sorry about
0: that. Uh, as they start to head into the back, three. More three men. Well, no, 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 let's not make them all men. I make everybody men by default. My natural se- sexist bastardry.
2: Uh, yeah, check your privilege. Yeah, you know what?
0: <laughs> hey, three women walk into the tailor shop, and they're all oh, women in
3: a clothes shop, you sexist <laughs> bastards. You <laughs> can't it's win or losing <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay you know what three spirits with no genitalia no gender three robots damn it <laughs> yeah three robots oh actually that's a not a bad idea okay I'm doing one of that you know what <laughs> this sounds like the opening to a joke <laughs> a man a woman and a robot walk into a tailor shop. <laughs> Which one buys the bra?? <laughs> oh, man. they look at the mess made and look at you two and say, "What the hell's going on here?
4: I'm buying a shirt.
0: I. <laughs> yes. Is this true?" And they look to the tailor, and the tailor looks scared and conflicted between the two of you. Uh, the, that, that's right, that's right. And then they go back
2: into the back room to hang up the the shirt. Yeah, we heard you guys were supposed to be here to prevent this kind of thing from happening.
0: Well, what exactly is happening? Are you Uh, messing with our friend here?
2: Maybe. Well, we don't like that. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) It's a little bit ineffectual, this uh this this uh protection racket you've got going on here. Do you think maybe you could uh give our buddy his money back? Oh, roll a talk check. Okay. Oh dear, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about as eloquent as I am in real life. <laughs>
0: they chuckle and one of them says,
2: I think that now they owe double. Oh jeez. Um we can't let him do that, right, good boy?
4: No. Uh, I don't push him, but I like to get like up in his face and be like, he makes beautiful shirts. Give him back his money <laughs> and try and like intimidate him.
0: Okay. Roll a roll an intimidation check. Ooh, that's a 16. Nice. They take a step back and look you up and down and say, well, you're pretty tough. Huh? Come work for us. Will I still get my shirt? Oh, of course, of course. This fine establishment wouldn't want to disappoint members of the Don's entourage.
4: I look to uh Mercurius to see what he thinks.
2: Don't listen to him. We don't want to work for them. They're the they're the bad guys. They're evil wizards. They look worried
0: and say, No, what? Don't listen to him. We we'll take care of you. We got your back. Uh-oh. <laughs> We've got gold. We'll give you gold to work with us.
4: No, I think as soon as I hear evil wizards, I don't want anything to do with these guys. So I think now I am gonna, I am gonna try and like, you know, push this guy and say like I'm, I'm causing problems and you're not protecting anybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think I found one of good boys' trigger words. <laughs> evil wizards evil wizards <laughs>
0: <laughs> they start to freak out a little bit oh, I don't understand we're not evil wizards I don't this is weird what are you talking about that
2: sounds exactly like something an evil wizard would say
4: does sound like if you were good wizards you would be protecting this amazing t-shirt shop
2: <laughs>
0: I don't think you understand what we do here. We don't actually, they whisper to you in a hushed voice. We don't actually protect things. We just take money so that we don't damage things. This is weird. People don't normally do things like this. So you lie. You are evil wizards. (laughs) They're starting to panic more. One of them pulls out their gun and points it at you. Their hand is shaking because they're, they're so confused on what's going on and scared by you. Back down. Just back down. One last chance. Back down.
4: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think my character likes having guns pointed at him at all. So he's going to, I think he's just going to start the fight then.
2: I draw my weapon as well. I guess, how do you
0: want to do it? Do you want to start with a melee attack to try and dis, like, what do you want to do?
4: I think I take, like, one of the racks and, like, like, I hit him with the, the clothing rack
2: is what charge I charge into them. Yeah. Okay. Now oh, the poor Taylor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're still messing up his shop. See, look, <laughs> these guys aren't protecting you at all, dude.
0: <laughs> the Taylor pokes their head out. and Oh crap. Oh no. <laughs> I miss the good old days when I could just pay to not have my shop messed with. Uh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead and roll. Roll and interact, or yeah, roll a melee. Okay,
4: is it always a d twenty?
0: Yeah, that's
4: uh, seventeen.
0: Ooh, okay. So you get to do plus one damage to whatever you do. All right, and then roll damage, whatever your melee is. Oh, you roll a d twelve. Your melee, yeah, d twelve. Uh, that's
4: uh six plus one seven.
0: Okay, eight actually, dude, because you didn't add two to your roll, right? You rolled a six. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So eight. Yeah. Okay. So you deal eight damage, shoving into the person with the gun. The gun goes off as they, you know, get tackled, but it goes off into the ceiling of the the shop. And now you're in combat. Roll for initiative. Three. <laughs> I got a five. Okay. Uh, well, you get to go again, psycho. We'll say that the man was the one holding the gun. So you dealt eight damage to the man. There's a robot and a woman still. Everyone's drawn their guns now.
4: Okay. I think this time I am going to throw it. I'm going to throw it at the, uh, I'm going to throw it at the woman.
0: We'll just do another melee damage for this.
4: Uh, So I rolled a three for my accuracy and I dealt four damage.
0: The clothing rack Hits the woman and it throws her off a little bit, but she's still standing. And now the three of them are going to start shooting, shooting the place up. They've all got pistols and the robot shoots the psycho for five damage. The woman shoots the psycho for seven damage. Good boy is the perceived threat right here. (laughs) I see.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Oh, and then sorry, good boy. The man shoots you for four damage as well. What are you at now? What's your shields
2: at?
4: Uh nine.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> not bad, not bad.
2: Still got yeah. some shields, that's good. Yeah. Alright, Mercurius, your turn. Okay, are these fine folks shielded? No. They are unshielded. Okay, I'm gonna forego the grenades then um i would like to fire upon the wait how far away is the man they're all pretty this is all pretty close proximity. i mean we're in yeah there's nobody's going to be outside of six squares inside a Taylor's shop i should have thought of that <laughs> yeah uh okay i will i will try out my new shotgun on the man okay Is he two squares or closer? How big is this place anyway? Yeah,
0: let's say that he's about two squares. If you needed to step forward a step, that's fine, but
2: close quarters.
0: For this combat, you know,
2: we'll say that everything's within two squares about. I rolled a sixteen for accuracy and I dealt oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what I dealt for damage yet. Eight. So uh, hey, look at that. I rolled a sixteen for accuracy and I dealt sixteen damage. Hey.
0: And which one were you aiming at? The man. The man goes down. The man's dead. That shotgun blew him apart. I like blood this. and guts spatter across other tie dye shirts.
2: <laughs> hey, that's a pretty cool design there. Uh, you know, maybe you could sell those. <laughs> the tailor's in the corner, still just. You can
0: hear the tailor going, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> why is this happening?" Uh, and now we're back to the psycho.
4: I think I'm going to pull out my buzz axe.
0: Like your action skill?
4: Yeah. And I'm going to go for the robot. Uh, swinging. That's... Uh, what do I have to roll for this? Is there anything different?
0: 3d8. No accuracy roll needed. Okay. I got a 4, a 3, and a 2. So 8 damage. Yes.
3: Like four, three, and two equals nine. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, if you want to maths it out, I suppose that it could equal nine as well. <laughs> My mistake. You dealt nine damage to the robot. Beep, boop, bop. Now you can do a second attack.
4: I think I'm just going to do another attack on the robot.
0: Okay. 3d8 again. Seven, five, and one. Your buzz axe rips through the robot's metal flesh and wiring sparks as it collapses onto the ground, twitching a little bit because some of the wiring is, like, tapping. And so it keeps, like, twitching its arm as the wires just keep crossing. But it's dead. And the woman looks at the two dead companions, says, Please spare me! No! No! We're just trying to collect our money. We're just doing our jobs.
2: Hmm. Do we let her take her story back to the Don? Or does it matter? Do we just end this? Do we go real uh, true equality here?
4: (laughs) I think it might be better if we let her go back and, you know, so that he hears about this from somebody.
2: Okay. You tell the Don that uh, nobody's going to be running a protection racket in this town anymore
0: okay i'll tell him but oh no i think i'm as good as dead either way aren't i
2: oh that's rough that's rough buddy
0: (laughs) 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 well i guess i've got no choice so i'll just i guess i'll go very sad she's she takes off she's a little injured she's
2: limping out of there Oh, I feel kind of bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the tailor comes out. I don't know if you made things better or worse, but thank you.
2: Just Maybe, doing our job, citizen.
0: Just, just get out of here. I've got <laughs> that, to clean this fair. blood up. I've got. Can you take these bodies out at least?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll grab the robot and start dragging him.
0: Okay. Uh, I'll. I'll. Uh a guy okay you drag them both out oil smearing behind the robot <laughs> blood smearing behind the, <laughs> the man and you guys leave the shop hopefully that disrupts something you know at least it it got rid of a day a day's collection
4: yeah is it too late for me to go back for my t-shirt
0: no you can go back in
4: okay i think i say that actually like i poke my head back in and say like you know what I think I will take that (laughs)
0: t-shirt they just sigh and go back to the back room come back out with the t-shirt and just toss it to you kind of crumpled yes I put it on and then leave (laughs) It's much too small. It's a very, very tight fit <laughs> on the shoulder seams. It tears a little bit to adjust to your, to your arms, your massive arms.
4: Yeah. doesn't matter to me. I am so excited about it.
0: <laughs> it's like a crop top almost for you too. So <laughs> yeah. it doesn't even go down to your, it doesn't cover your belly button. All right. Well, that is one operation done. Now we cut to Tarquin and Phaleon coming up to the factory, clothing factory. Are you just going to head right in the front doors? Are you doing, I don't know what you want to do.
3: Well, before we get there, I want to, earlier today, didn't we get those Echo tablet things? Yes. So how does that work? Can I, I want to speak to Mercurius. I want to call Mercurius on the Echo tablet.
0: Perfect. Yeah. You just
3: do. Ring ring.
0: No, you're just connected. <laughs> Essentially, you just want to, if you want to talk to Mercurius, you're going to be like, I'm going to use my Echo tablet, Echo Stone to talk to
2: Mercurius.
3: I'm going to use my Echo Stone to talk to Mercurius.
2: Oi, Mercurius. Oh, oh, hi. Uh good boy. Let's look. It's Tarquin. <laughs>
3: oh. How are we gonna... how do things go?
2: Well, Things kind of got, they kind of escalated quickly there.
3: I got a t-shirt. Yeah. Good
2: boy got a t-shirt.
3: Excellent. Uh, What state is the tailor's shop in?
2: It is in, uh, (laughs) well, it's not destroyed. It's still there. I mean. It seemed fine to me. It's a little worse for wear.
3: That's, That's all I need to know. I can work with that. Okay, thanks, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> right, Thaleon, from, from that, we can assume that good boy has destroyed the tailor shop. So that is, oh. that's our way in. We go to the guards on the door, we tell them that... What's his name? Mr. Don? The Don? What's his actual name?
0: Miss, well, Mr. Key is what they've called him. Mr.
3: Key, Mr. Key. We tell them that Mr. Key sent us to replace... The fabric and stuff that was damaged at the tailor's shop. Because if he's as good as he thinks he is, he'll already know about the tailor's shop getting done over, right? The dumbass henchman on the door will be like, oh, okay, and they'll let us in. And then we blow the shit out of everything. Grenades, set fire to it, whatever, and that's another piece of his empire gone down the toilet. What do you think?
1: I think that's a great plan. I'm ready.
3: Excellent. There you go. So I'm going to put on my best sort of confident walk. Oh, no. First, I'm going to drink my hay sugar drink that I got from, the, uh, from Randy's bar, because that'll give me a plus two talk just in case I need it. So I'm going to swig that, bosh, uh, and then I'm going to basically swagger up to the guys on the door.
0: Perfect. You approach. There's two, two people
3: guarding the door. What do you need? What do we need? We need to come inside. We need replacement fabrics for the tailor shop in town.
0: Oh, okay. Go right in. Oh, okay. No, nice. just kidding. What? You think we're just gonna let you into this factory?
3: Uh, Mr. Key sent us.
0: Oh, Mr. Key? We didn't hear anything.
3: Yeah. Uh, what? Call, what him, did... call him up and check. I guarantee he will tell you that the tailor shop got fucked over.
0: Okay, uh, roll a talk check. I mean, you drank your drink; you might as well shoot your Thank shot. Good.
3: Oh, <laughs> um, not one. All my no, <laughs> sixteen. I've got. Oh, there's no, there's no need to get
0: Mister Key involved. It's okay. Just, uh, just go on in. Yeah, yeah. Don't we? we don't need to tell Mister Key about this.
3: Excellent. Uh, me and Faleon here have permission to take whatever we need. Understand?
0: Got it, got it, yeah. They both open the doors for you. They roll out the red carpet. You go in, and there's a large factory room where on one side, they are just creating the material, like, you know, fabric. And then on the other side, they are making the clothing. They're taking that fabric and making shirts and pants. Not shoes, because that requires a cobbler. And that is a highly skilled job. Not any chump could do that. And then there are some back rooms that you can't really see into. And uh, there's there's kind of guards that just walk around and guard these people. I didn't mention everyone's in their underwears. So you, uh, yeah, they're in their underwears. Except for the guards. The guards are fully clothed.
3: (laughs) I have two questions. Is it sexy underwear? And why? (laughs) I mean, hey, everybody's
0: got different kinks. And I'm not one to judge. I will say some are nicer underwears than other underwears. Okay. (laughs) They're all very black, lacy, red, lacy underwear.
4: I was going to say they're all like those long underwear (laughs) full body
2: full body
3: underwear with the butt flap
2: you have to have the butt flap yeah
3: Yeah. (laughs) um right Thalion what are your thoughts do you think these workers are like innocent factory workers or are do we reckon they're in on the whole scheme basically should we try and save them or should we blow them up is what I'm trying to decipher.
1: I think they're not on the bad side. I think they're just doing what they need to get by.
3: So, we should probably try and save them. Then, should we? Probably. I don't know. We could save the fit ones at least. Oh, for sure. The ones with the less, the ones with the less good underwear, uh, they can just stay behind. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bunker Master, you look you look shocked at this. What's, what's the problem?
0: <laughs> Nothing. I am God. I know all. I, I knew this would happen. Definitely predicted this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. Love it. Well, I I mean, my natural instinct, I know how much we love splitting the party. My natural instinct would be one of us should go to the storeroom with all the grenades, and the other one of us should try and get the the sexy underwear people to safety.
1: Okay.
0: Real quick, as you look about the room, there's four guards armed with guns, and they're just watching over everybody. And I'm going to say that, you know, the the guards at the front, they don't seem to pay you any mind because the guards at the front could have echo stoned them and let them know that Mr. Key sent you.
3: What do you fancy... But more importantly, what's your talk? Because even with this talk potion, I'm still only on a plus one mod.
1: I only have a one for talk, which seems...
3: Okay, so we're the same. I was just thinking maybe if the workers needed persuading, but we're both as talkative as each other. Up to you, ladies' choice. Do you want to blow shit up or do you want to rescue people?
1: Oh, man. I think we should save some of the workers... Or try our best to get them out of the way and then make stuff happen.
3: Okay. All right. So let's both focus on getting the workers out of the way first. Okay. I'm going to go up to the nearest underwear worker and be like, Hey, dude. Sorry, ma'am. When's your next break?
0: They look at you nervous and then look at the guard. And the guard gives a nod and says... "She." turns back and says, I don't have a break. What are you talking about? What is break?
3: It's a type of hat. (laughs) Uh, um...
0: Which side are you on? Are you on the clothing side or the fabric side?
1: Are the people all over?
0: Yeah. So it's like the left half of the factory there, the underwear people are making fabrics. And then on the right side, they're turning those fabrics into clothes.
1: And then there's four guards. Um, Okay,
3: right. They don't get a break. We need some distraction. What's the fire safety situation like? Is there an easily spotable fire alarm that I can push? (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, I've never thought about fantasy Fire protocols or fantasy fire alarm systems, but.
4: There's not a section for that in the manual? There is not.
0: <laughs> Hold on, let me flip through this. Come on,
3: Ian. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah who, who made this game? What the hell? I guess
0: I have to make this up myself. Ugh. <laughs> Hold on, I will email <laughs> support and ask. No, uh, Roll an insight check. We'll see if you notice any sort of fire alarm system.
3: Uh, I got a nat 20, baby. Whoa! (laughs) Uh, Guess whose luck has turned around?
0: (laughs) Well, with a nat 20, what do you think there would be?
3: I think there's fucking fire alarm buttons all over the place. Like, literally all on the wall. Because they take... Drug, like They don't want the drugs to get burned, right? So at the first sign of a fire, you need to be able to just hit that alarm and get the hell out. That's what I think.
0: Like, if anything, you have to avoid hitting yeah. fire
3: alarms. But there is a little sign that says penalty for improper use.
0: <laughs> with a picture of a stick figure person kneeling and then a, another stick figure with a gun to their head standing over them.
3: Yeah. Oh my God. Right, Phaelyon, idea. Okay. Right, you know pigeon. Yes. How big is pigeon? Very small. Right, and hummingbirds are like, hummingbirds are really fast. Could we like send him to like zip and hit a fire alarm on the other side of the room? Because everyone's like busy focused, they won't see us near the wall, so they won't blame us for doing it, and so we won't suffer the execution penalty.
1: I think that's a great idea. I think Pigeon can do that. Can I have to roll for
3: that? Uh, you can just
0: send Pigeon. Actually, we will make. I will make you roll because Pigeon is very small. Button is very strong. So I'm going to make you roll to see how successful Pigeon is at pushing a button.
1: Okay. That's the
4: thing is that there's buttons everywhere, but they're all like three feet in diameter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a tiny little beak he's like...
1: <laughs> so I'm just rolling I'm not adding a mod right
0: yeah just roll
1: okay I rolled a 15
0: Well, okay way to get good rolls <laughs> <laughs> that's an alarm sound right I think it might Nailed be a cat it. in heat so the alarm sounds people start to look around there's flashing red lights and the workers keep nervously working but looking at the guards and the guards look at each other say check it out i don't see anything two of the guards split off into different rooms and start searching the rooms to see if there's a fire somewhere
3: okay so there's still two guards left and none of the workers have left the room. Right. God damn it. I think we just chuck a grenade somewhere. Just chuck just chuck a grenade into the corner. We avoid the panty people. And then that'll be the that'll be the fire. We'll be like, look, there it is.
1: Yeah, we could throw a grenade to, into the room where the guards just went. Yes. And now we'll take out some.
0: I know I shouldn't say this. And we're going to pretend like I didn't. But you guys can weigh it. Phaleon, your little magical hummingbird, you can infuse with either shock or fire.
3: Oh. Can he carry a grenade?
2: (laughs) He could grip it by the husk.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
0: don't think he would be strong enough to carry a grenade.
3: Okay. Hang on, what was it? He could be infused yeah. with shock or fire. Oh, we need fire. That's what we need. Yeah.
1: So, what if I infuse Pigeon with fire t- towards those guards in the back? So then there starts being a fire, and the other guards might go, check it out. Wait, if he's infused with fire, what does that look like? Is he like
3: on fire or what?
0: Yeah. So when you infuse it with fire, like, you've done the shock one so far only, right? Pretty sure. But it starts getting all staticky, like, a little lightning bolts are coming out of it. So fire would do that.
3: Would he basically be a little fireball?
0: Yeah, a little zigzaggy fireball.
3: We get him to be on fire and, like, lead the guards away, and they will follow him, right? Presumably. Yes. And then we can lead them somewhere else, and then we can go and put the grenades in the storage room. Yeah. Or we just use we just use fire pigeon to say we don't need grenades. We've got pigeon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to throw a grenade. <laughs> now I've got them. I want to use them. What if pigeon leads them out the door towards the other guard, so we can? work on using grenades on the other guards too
3: yes let's do that okay we use pigeon as a distraction and then we because he's only little and grenades have a big boom grenades go boom big yes let's do that
0: (laughs) oh my
1: gosh (laughs) do i roll to to infuse pigeon
0: No, it's just your action skill, which you definitely can use your action skill more than everyone else because you're an elementalist archetype.
1: Okay, so I infuse Pigeon with fire. So I have him go around the guards into the back room and zip up to the front. So they kind of like see him. All the guards see him.
0: Pigeon bursts into flames And then flies towards the guards. They, that definitely catches their eye. And both of them look at each other and look at the fire. Uh, get it, get it, let's get it. (laughs) And so they go start chasing this fireball that's flying around the room. And it wraps around and heads towards the front door. When it gets to the front door, what do you want it to do?
1: Can I slightly like just open the door a little bit? So pigeon goes out and then they go out the door.
0: Yeah, you open the door slyly. Let's actually do a little. No, 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 it's fine. You got it. You're opening a door. It's easy. I hope so. You open the door and the fireball pigeon flies out the door. The guards stop. Thanks. Thanks for getting rid of the fireball for us. Why would they keep chasing it outside the factory?
3: <laughs> okay, oi, Mr. Guard, you should just go and check that it's really gone and that it's not just outside setting fire to like all the outside stuff. You go have a look at that, yeah? We've got two guards out there. They might be dead. The fire might have killed them.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
3: I think I did hear them screaming in like a being burned alive kind of way, so you might want to check that out, actually, mate.
0: Roll a talk check
3: uh 13
0: oh, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, you have a good point. All right. Teddy, go check him. And that one run goes outside and you don't see anything after that because he's outside. You he wouldn't know what happens. So now there's just the one guard by you.
3: Okay, I'm seriously getting bored of these guards now. So I'm going to pull the pin on a grenade and just put it in his pocket. <laughs>
0: Let's do a... Oh, what would that be? A sneak or an interact?
3: I don't, well, at this point, I don't think I care if he spots me. Because, like, what's he going to do?
0: <laughs> okay, do an interact check.
3: Oh, 11.
0: You pull the pin, put it in his pocket. Both of you are walking away,
3: I assume? Running. Yeah, come on, Faleon, let's go.
0: So you walk further into the factory, right? Yep. The, you don't do it very subtly, so the guard goes, What the hell? Reaches in, pulls out the grenade, gets that look of, oh, shit, and then explodes. What's your grenade type again? Uh, It's a Torque Splash. Oh, that's right. Okay. So nobody's around, but it's a very powerful grenade that I'm not even going to make you roll for damage or anything because he's holding the grenade and it's, you know, this was a cool move.
3: Kind of like when you microwave an egg. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Never
0: microwaved an egg. Does that really happen? Yeah. Okay, well this guy explodes like a microwave egg. Done. Very you know, blood and guts fly out and hit the 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 fabrics.
3: Which they can now be used to make the tie dye skag t-shirts. <laughs> which which Tarquin does not know about, but uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, the alarm's still going, so I, so...
3: Presumably, they're... I mean, the underwear people, they've noticed this, right? What's their reaction? What are they doing? I just...
0: The underwear people keep working, but are more nervous and scared.
1: How do we get them out of the building?
3: Okay, between you, I'm thinking, like, right, they've had enough chance. I think we give them one more chance, and then, sorry, you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm going to shout at them, like... Get out, otherwise that'll be you. One of them
0: starts to move and kind of looks around, and you can tell that they're really scared. One of uh, the Another one goes, Mr. Key will kill us if we stop.
3: But we'll kill you if you don't.
1: And we're here.
3: This is
0: a good point. A couple of them start to leave, more and more follow. I guess they're heading out the front door? Is that where you... That's the only place you know of, but...
3: Ooh. But if they go out the front door, the guards out there will just probably kill them, right?
1: So maybe we search for another door. Could we ask them? Wait, is there another way out of here?
0: There's the employee entrance in the back corner. Okay, go that way then. One of them says, "But one of the guards went in there to check about the fire alarm."
3: That's true. Okay. I'll go check. I'll go. I'll go check it out. you look after these losers make sure none of them bite themselves to death or whatever because they seem to be complete idiots um if you can try and get some more information about like where the storeroom is or where the drugs might be we need to find the best place to put all the grenades to bring this place down okay and
1: i'm gonna go through the door that the guard went through
0: all right let's have you start asking questions while he's walking towards the back room
1: i want to like Speak to them calmly and like let them know, reassure them that everything's going to be okay. Just answer my questions and you won't get hurt and nothing she's, bad will
3: happen. She's good cop and I'm bad cop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I ask them, I know about the drugs. Where are they?
0: Ooh, good question. Go ahead and roll the top check. Um, so
1: 18. 18.
0: Wow you are on, everyone's on fire today I guess
3: they soon will be <laughs>
0: <laughs> So your friend is going to though Tarquin's heading towards the one room and they indicate to where the other guard went, which is uh, another door. it's a door you don't know where it leads because you haven't been on the other side of it duh they say they they sew the drugs into the clothes after we make them downstairs. indicating towards that door that the other guard went in.
1: So not the door that Tarquin went in. Right. Okay. What other questions?
0: How's your
3: day?
1: How's it going? (laughs) I love those
3: (laughs) pants. Where did you get them?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's all the information. Wait, do I need more information?
0: I don't think so. I think that's the most important information for you at this point.
1: So I'm going to head... Well, I, th- I think I need to tell Tarquin.
0: Okay, so you're going to wait for him to come back, type Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tarquin, you enter the employee back room.
3: First, on my way to the door, I'm going to pick, you know the exploded egg guard? I'm going to pick up his guard hat and put it on.
0: <laughs> okay, it's blood-soaked and, and it's missing chunks, but yeah.
3: If I pull it down, maybe the other guard will just casually look at me and think, oh, hey, it's Gary, or whoever. <laughs> 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 so i'm gonna go through the door right yeah what? you go through the door it's
0: uh it's like a decent sized room it's got a little kitchen there's some employee lockers on the side uh a little check-in station where they where they're put they punch their little time clocks and then the guard is coming back in through the exit and then he sees you it says who are you
3: uh, it's me, Gary. What are you, blind?
0: Uh, Gary doesn't have a robotic arm?
3: Oh, yeah. Unsling my <laughs> rifle. No, actually, not my rifle. We're in, close, we're in close quarters, aren't we? Oh, no, the only other thing I've got is a rocket launcher. It best be the rifle, to be fair. I'm gonna unsling my rifle and just point it right at him and be like, you got me.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not even gonna make you roll or anything because that's just, you know you can unsling your gun and point it. Yep. He, he puts his hands up.
3: I'm going to shoot him anyway.
0: Okay, go ahead and roll accuracy.
3: 14. So with my mods, I've rolled a 14, which will give me 1d10's worth of damage. So 9 damage.
0: Wow, okay. He goes down. I think that's it. You know, he's he's just a guard there. He wasn't prepared for this. I'm going to say that's enough to kill him. Yeah. Or, I mean, are you shooting fatally? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. No, the
3: the panty workers, they're innocent, but these guards, they've got no excuse. Sorry. Where do I shoot him? Right in the the face. Okay. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The hole where his face is (laughs) drops to the floor.
3: Cool. I'm going to look at his little name tag on his jacket and be like, See you later, Alan. (laughs) Okay. Then, because I saw where he came came out, so I'm going to stick my head back in and call out to Faleon and the others, okay? Okay, the way's clear.
0: The employees start heading into that room. Some of them just go straight out, and other ones go to the lockers and open them and start, like, putting back on their clothes. But some are scared. You know, they're just doing routine or leaving. It's a scatter between the two. But after they get dressed, they'll leave as well. Some are even, like, punching the clock out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Over time, yes. Phelion, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what did you learn from these intelligent beings?
1: Um, the drugs are in the basement.
3: And there should be... Hang on. Only one guard went that way, right? Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. let's head, We head towards the door to the basement. You open that door... There are stairs that lead
0: down, and do you want to go down them? Do you want to sneak down them? I don't know what you want, how you want to approach this.
4: Sled down them,
0: Sled, yeah. <laughs> Grab <laughs> Alan's body and just ride it down the <laughs> stairs.
3: I don't know.
1: There's only one guard down there, right? Oh no, are there going to be more guards that we haven't seen yet? Yeah, I think we should sneak just let's, in case. Let's sneak. Sneaky, sneaky.
0: Okay, roll your sneak checks.
3: Sixteen.
1: Fifteen.
0: Well, aren't you just the sneakiest pair of vault hunters <laughs> on this side of Elaspis? Uh, <laughs> you both very silently come down the stairs when you get to near the bottom. You peer down into the room. It's a good-sized room, not as big as the one upstairs. There are two guards talking to each other. Because the one that came down is trying to figure out what's going on. And then there's another one that's just walking around on the other side of the room, watching over these employees that are sewing drugs into clothing.
1: Uh, did Pigeon come back? Or is Pigeon still outside?
0: Pigeon's still outside.
1: Rats. Okay, I'm not going to lie. My default
3: idea is to just chuck all the grenades in there and run because... No, no offense, right? But these workers, they're not going to be any great loss to society, are they? They're not, I mean, no one's going to care about them. No one's going to miss them. Let's just, let's just get rid of them.
1: <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> I, I don't know how we can get these workers out without getting the guard's attention.
3: No. Unless. Mm, I don't know we could like call down and be like hey it's Alan I need some help up here do they have like I don't know what is the bunkers do they have echo stones or like walkie talkies or something how do they communicate with each other
0: yeah they have echo stones they have short wave echo stones that just communicate amongst themselves on their own little channel
3: okay so one of us, or both of us, we go back upstairs, we get either Alan's, Echo Stone, or Gary's, and then we call down and say, oh, hey, can you come upstairs, because blah. All three of you, I need all three of you to come upstairs, right now. And then that'll get the guards out of the way. Oh yeah, but we don't want to get the guards out of the way. We want the guards to stay there so we can kill them. We want to get the people out there. What if I phone them up and say, hey, send all the employees <laughs> upstairs. Because Mr. Key's coming because he wants to do a factory inspection.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm just going to hide and see what happens downstairs.
3: Okay. If you see an opportunity, you just run in there, you chuck all your grenades and then peg it back upstairs, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to... Do a sneak check again, just so I can silently go back up the stairs.
0: You you don't need to. You, I'll let, I'll let the sneak roll.
3: Okay. Roll. <laughs> I, have, I have snuck back upstairs. Um, I'm going to go for Alan's, because I reckon Gary's will have been damaged in the explosion. So I've got Alan's echo stone, and I'm just going to talk into it. Holy shit, guys. Mr. Key's on his way. He's going to do an employee check. You need to send the workers upstairs now.
0: Oh, okay. We're still trying to figure out this fire situation, but but if Mr. Key is coming here personally, then yeah, let, uh, we'll send him up. They send. They start sending the employees up. Where are you hiding, Faye? Leon,
1: under the stairs.
0: That works. All right. The employees all go upstairs. One of the guards escorts them up.
3: To be fair, the employees are so dense. Even if they spotted her, they wouldn't do anything. They're not even going to leave when the fire alarm goes off. They, I mean, like, I'm surprised they've even got eyes.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Hindsight could have given them <laughs> no eyes.
3: They're all wearing underwear, but it's tied over their faces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So one, empl- one guard escorts the employees up and the other two that were talking together uh, stay down
3: there.
1: Okay, I'm going to take my grenades. Well, I'm going to do one at first and throw it into the room. And then I'm going to... Well, I'm going to throw two. Can I throw two?
0: Yeah, you can throw two. Okay. You have two hands. You're just going to chuck them both?
1: Yeah. And then I'm going to run up the stairs.
0: Okay. Do uh, interact.
1: Okay. Oh, no. My interact is bad. Oh, okay. So it was 16.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. You chuck the two grenades... And run up the stairs. And the guards see the grenades come into the room and and start to slowly, slow motion, run towards the stairs. But they explode and one of them dies instantly. One's legs get blown off. And he's down there screaming, oh, he's trying to reach for his echo stone that's just out of reach. And he's going, Alan, Alan. And then he faints
3: nice what is the condition of the drugs was that enough did we damage the drugs did we burn all the drugs the drugs
0: puff out and it's just all a big cloud
3: make sure to breathe deep before you leave felion just just to get (laughs) get that boost
0: (laughs) all right so up top the employees are all in a line and the other guard is looking around really confused and he goes on his echo stone Alan, what where are all the other employees? Where are the other guards? What what's going on?
3: I pick up the Echo Stone and I'm just like, Alan's dead, you asshole. Oh no.
0: <sighs> Who's gonna take care of his four kids? After <laughs> his wife died of cancer last week? This is gonna be hard to tell. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, Who are you, you bastard? <laughs>
3: The dramatic music starts to play. I strike my pose. The name's Tarquin Brittstone. I used to have it all. Etc., (laughs) etc.
0: Well, you're gonna die. It sounds like you're standing in a very triumphant pose, but I swear on Alan and Matilda, his dead wife, that I will take you down.
3: Okay, well, presumably while he's mouthing off at me, Phelion's coming up the stairs behind him, so I'm not bothered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How close am I to this guard?
0: All right, so he had lined the employees up in the middle of the room. The stairs are on the right side and that door. So when you, if you bust out of that door, you would be pretty like uh, dead even with him.
1: So with, when I bust out the door, does the door hit him?
0: No no, he's like more towards the center of the room. Oh, okay. So if it depends on how you want to come out. I you know, you could bust out and draw his attention or which I don't know if that's what you want to do because you're running through it.
1: I run up the stairs but I sneak out the door. Can I do that?
0: Yeah. I also want you to just roll a twenty for me. Okay. Because nothing bad happens when you roll a twenty.
1: <laughs> oh. A seven.
0: Your vision starts to swirl with colors. You're seeing sounds. Oh, shit. (laughs) No. You open the door and a smoke flows into the room uh, and the guard looks at you and says, Oh, what is, what's happening? What's going on? Mr. Key should be here
1: any minute. I think I'm going to try and reach for my sniper. Okay. I don't know if I can. (laughs)
0: Because you're so drugged. Yeah. <laughs> roll an interact check with minus one to whatever you roll.
1: So I already have a minus two.
0: So you'll have minus three.
1: All right. Cool. Um, That's a three.
0: You fumble to grab your gun uh, and the guard says, are you okay? I, I know Mr. Key sent you. A, and so you're VIP here. We got to take care of you. And I, I, here, there's a, over in the employee room, we have- some smelling salts that'll help clear that up. But also, Alan's dead. He was my best friend. And I, I kind of swore vengeance on for him and his dead wife. And I think I'll take care of their four kids for them. So, you know, could you put in a good word to Mr. Key?
1: I'll see what I can do. But the colors are just so beautiful.
0: Okay. It, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. And he starts to walk you... Back towards the the employee room where Tarquin is.
1: I just like hold his hand tightly.
0: <laughs> like you're a little bit like, is the ground gonna disappear?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he goes into the the employee room. He sees Alan. Alan's body on the ground. Where are you at, Tarquin?
3: Um, I'm just standing by the side of the body, <laughs> holding. Holding the... Uh, no, I'm still going to be in my defiant Tarquin pose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I really want him to see the pose, so I've just been holding it until he makes his way through the door.
0: He, he walks in, sees the body, falls to his knees, and starts crying, looks at you and says, it's it's even more magnificent of a pose than I imagined. What? I know, mate. But you are with Mr. Key. What? Did he send you to kill... To kill us?
3: Yeah, he said you were doing a shit job, mate. I was Employee of the Month two months in a row. Times change. Let me live, please. Somebody's got to take care of Alan and Matilda's kids. Tell you what I'll do. Instead of killing you, I'll just twat you really, really hard with the butt of my gun. Maybe break your jaw or something. And then you can tell Mr. Key that you put like a really good fight up. And maybe he'll reward you for trying to save his reputation. How's that, mate?
0: Roll a talk check. Oh, not twenty! Oh my goodness! What happened to Tark? One <laughs> here, I was scheming away to. Dem- <laughs> okay, make it a good one. Okay,
3: a few teeth, a few teeth, just sort of fly out. ding, Nice, you know, jaw like that. Um, and he goes out, sparked him out. On the, oh, no, he, like, falls on Alan's body in sort of like an embrace.
0: Oh, cute. That is lovely. All right, he's passed out. Phileon's still tripping on drugs.
3: I'm going to just take her by the arm. I can see, like, she's her eyes are, like, really wide. I'm just going to take her by the arm and gradually sort of just walk her out. Wait, when if she sees... Is Pigeon still on fire? Because if she sees that, she's going to flip. You wouldn't know that. <laughs> okay i'm gonna i'm guiding her out the back door come on come on love
1: (laughs) there's smelling salts i need the smelling salts
3: okay uh in that case i'm gonna have a quick rifle through the like cabinet lockers and all that okay roll a search
0: check hey our first search check
3: um it's a 20 it was not a nat 20 but it's an 18 and i've got a two mod so 20
0: you find some purple and pink Salts that are in this this vial, and you can safe it. No, you know what? It, with a twenty, it's labeled in case of
3: <laughs> in case of
0: accidental drug. <laughs> yeah, in case of accidental drug use, inhale.
3: Okay, well, I'm going to pop the top off and just like waft it in front of Phaelyon's face.
0: The colors that you see swirling around start to dissipate, as if like fanning smoke, and then they just clear up, and your head gets clear again.
1: I say I miss the colors.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man, I would have just wrote it out, just tripped for a while. It's fun.
3: (laughs) That's nice. Let's go.
0: (laughs) So you guys are going out the back door.
3: Because there's still the two, presumably there's still guards out the front door. So yeah, I reckon we go out the back.
1: The employee exit entrance.
0: Yeah, the out door? the employee entrance exit. It really depends on which way you're going. Right. At this point, it's an it's an entrance to the outside. <laughs> do you want to check? I mean, Pigeon went out the front door where there were the two guards and then the one guard you guys convinced to go out. Do you want to go around and just see what? Do, I don't know how you want to deal with, like, getting Pigeon packed.
1: Um, I think I want to sneak towards the front and like kind of like whisper, pigeon,
0: pigeon. Okay. Roll a sneak check.
1: Okay. 15.
0: Okay. You very silently sneak around the side of the building. You wrap your head around. Roll a 20.
1: Am I adding a mod to this?
0: No, this is just whatever naturally.
1: Okay. 16.
0: Let me do some quick rolls and we'll edit in when you come back. So you come back. There are... Two bodies that are fairly burnt and blistered and another body that has just stab wounds from Pigeon's beak. And Pigeon is no longer on fire, but just hovering around. uh, And it has taken a little bit of damage, three damage over that battle. So while you were inside, it stuck around because it knew that if it flew off, the guards would go inside and see what was going on and then just cause more problems. Good pigeon.
1: Way to go pigeon.
0: Pigeon looks at you, flies over to you and flutters and is really, really excited. It's, it's eyes say
1: treat. And I pull out a little bottle of nectar and open it oh, up for him. Thank you.
0: <laughs> it flies onto your necklace, your phalion bling necklace and then just drinks the nectar, or eats. What do you do with nectar? Do you eat it or drink it? What do they do?
1: I drink it.
0: Okay, yeah, it's like a liquidy type. It's like a syrup type thing, right? Yeah. All right. So, you know, pigeon, pigeon slurps up this nectar in this little bottle. Whew, you've sustained him. He won't starve for another three hours.
1: Good.
3: Just in time. <laughs> well, job, job, well done. I reckon. Didn't we say we were gonna meet back at Randy's in Bruin, the Bruin? We're gonna we're gonna head back there then if that's what I mean, shall we? <laughs> oh.
0: you start heading back. I assume that Mercurius and Good boy, what were you doing after you finished dragging the bodies out and getting this beautiful shirt on your body? Your beautiful body.
2: Beautiful shirt or beautiful body? or both both, both.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, both, definitely both.
2: Yeah, I think I think we headed back, right?
4: Yeah, I think so.
2: Both
0: parties are heading back toward the place, and I am going to have you roll a d10. One person from each group. Actually, no. Why not I'll have all of you? Yeah, that's the one. Everybody roll a d10.
1: I got a two.
3: I got a nine.
2: Ooh. I also got two. I got a seven. Mercurius
0: and Good boy rolled a nine total. Yeah. Okay. And you guys rolled an 11 total. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mercurius and good boy, as you walk down the streets towards Randy's Brew Inn, an explosion happens right in front of you. You guys each take oof 10 damage to your shields. Ouch. Had they recovered since... Yes, yeah, your shields will be full now. Okay. Everybody's shields will be full. Okay, so you take that 10 damage, you fall on your asses. As the smoke clears, you see a robot standing in front of you, uh, maybe 10 squares away. It has two bandoliers across its chest, full of grenades, a rocket launcher on its back, and now, cutting to... Faleon and Tarquin, you are walking away from the factory, which was on the outskirts of town. So you've got to walk back in through the front gate. But before you get to the front gate, you hear a gunshot. And Tarquin takes eight damage to his shields. What? To your right is the city wall. And on top of the city wall, you see the shining of uh, the little... little glint of a sniper scope and around the sniper scope peers a robot both robots the one in front of mercurius and good boy and the one on the on top of the city wall looming over Phalion and tarquin
2: say it in sync mr key sends his regards I'm going to romance that robot.
0: Thank you for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. If you're interested in other projects that some of us are doing, then you could go check out YouTube. Kyle does Mecha Mac Music. Just search for that channel. Phil does a podcast called Organized Fun with an S because he's British, where he plays board games and then reviews them. And then I do the board game community show, where I have casual conversations with people in different places throughout the board game community. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with your friends, your family, whoever you think would enjoy it. Share it on your social media to the world and let others know about it. And if you really want to help us out, you can also rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. That helps it get seen by randos out there, pop up in their recommendations. Hey, and if you didn't like it, share it with your enemies and then you'll have the last laugh. I make plenty of mistakes while playing this. It's a fairly new game and I'm fairly new to RPGs, but we have a lot of fun doing it and we are learning as we go. So I'll get better as we go. This will only go up, I'm sure. If you are interested in trying out Bunkers and Badasses for yourself, then you can. Go to nerdvanagames.com and you can buy the source book and start having your own adventures. You can also follow us on Twitter at FFAdventureCo. All right, bye.